Good morning, and it is the Fan Early Morning Show here on 93.7 The Fan. I am Sean Myers taking you for the next 40 or so minutes, right up until we hear from Adam Crowley and Doran Dickerson on the Fan Morning Show. And got a few topics that I'm excited to bring to you this morning. Want to talk in a little bit about the dry spell in terms of the WPIAL football talent that was very evident in the recent NFL draft when only two players who played in the WPIAL were ultimately drafted. I think everyone knows one of them, of course, Joey Porter Jr. to the Pittsburgh Steelers and then kind of an unheralded player taken later. And so we'll compare that to maybe some of past years and where the local talent stands in terms of producing high-level football players. But I wanted to get this fan early morning show started talking about a topic that's not often heard here on these airwaves, and that is the NBA, because I think the playoffs now have been absolutely outstanding, and it's a little bit different of a year for people in the Pittsburgh area, because for the past nearly two decades, you could pretty safely pencil in that the Penguins would be playing postseason games into early, mid, maybe even late May. Obviously, with that playoff streak ending this year, It's been a little bit different, so I think this is a good year, as good as any, to really kind of have fans turn their focus a little bit to the NBA playoffs. And I've been a longtime NBA fan going back to uh, the late 1990s, and I know that it's not an NBA city, certainly, but I think that there's a place for it, and it's, it's a long regular season. You could say that just about every professional sport. But I think it's the time of the year now where it really does provide some incredibly entertaining games you see so many superstars and so there's so many reasons I think uh, to get into the NBA at this time of year and if anyone would like to call in and talk about it they can reach out to us 412-928-9370 talking about the NBA playoffs maybe you haven't been watching but have an interest as it gets deeper and deeper as it is the semifinals of the respective conferences right now so there is eight teams Remaining two series in the East, two series in the West. Last night, it was the Miami Heat who scored a 109-101 to 101 victory over the New York Knicks. Miami, surprisingly, the number eight seed, now has a three games to one lead over the Knicks and will have a chance to close out the series. And it is also three games to one in favor of the Los Angeles Lakers, who also had to get into the tournament courtesy of the play-in round. The Lakers, the number seven seed, in the West, scoring a thrilling victory, 104-101 against the Golden State Warriors, who are the defending NBA champs. Those have been two really good series, and obviously, I think the star power in Lakers-Warriors is one of the main reasons why the NBA was so interesting this time of year. That's a series that I've paid very close attention to as a longtime Lakers fan. And then, The other two series deadlocked at a couple games apiece. They've been good ones as well. Boston and Philadelphia, the 76ers winning in overtime on a near buzzer beater by James Harden, 116-115 on Sunday to to deadlock that series at two games apiece and consecutive wins by the Phoenix Suns against the top-seeded Denver Nuggets out west. Phoenix winning 129-124 to to not that series at two games apiece as well. And there was plenty of drama that came with that one that we will talk about in just a little bit. So as I mentioned, obviously when people are watching the Penguins in the playoffs, that's going to take priority at this time of year. And we know with so much focus on the NFL, the NFL draft and and the NFL offseason, it's 365 that eyes are on 
the National Football League. But the the draft's now in the rear view. We've already given plenty of insight, analysis, report cards, all of that that comes with the annual festivities with the NFL draft that I think it makes a lot of sense to kind of shift some focus to the NBA. And I know the Pirates have provided enough reason for Pittsburgh fans to get excited about baseball. I know that's not always the case, so don't take it for granted, especially after the losing streak. Maybe uh, some fans did kind of give up on the Buccos, but a big win last night. But when I look at the NBA playoffs, I see so many great storylines, and it's predicated on the superstars. And you sometimes get that in the NHL, but not really because in the NBA and basketball in general, you know that the superstars are going to factor in one way or another in every single game. And that was the case again last night. LeBron James and Steph Curry Two of the very best that have ever done it matched up, and it's been a a series about a decade in the making. You go back to when LeBron was in Cleveland, and they had those great NBA finals against Golden State, and it's uh, kind of been a reigniting of that rivalry now with the Lakers in place of the Cavaliers, where LeBron calls home. And so I think you look at LeBron, and even if you're not as high on him as some, I think you have to at least say the top five all-time, I think really top three probably, And Steph Curry, if nothing else, is the greatest shooter in NBA history. So to get two of the very best ever at what they do to match up in a seven-game series, I think that's something that people have to kind of uh, tune in and and cherish that opportunity to see two of the best living legends and maybe getting towards the end of their prime. Certainly in the case of LeBron, uh, his prime is extended more than just about anyone else. But, you know, you watch those two players, that's worth the tuning in or the price of admission alone but then you have so many other great storylines and you look in in the Phoenix and Denver series and two other legends and Kevin Durant and Chris Paul Chris Paul trying to get his first NBA championship I know he's been banged up Durant on another team that's a always a, a big story with the NBA is the superstars moving whether it be dur- during season like Durant did going from the Nets to the Suns or certainly in the offseason so many superstars as well still playing. Joel Embiid, the MVP of the regular season with the Sixers. Nikola Jokic with Phoenix, or with Denver going against Phoenix. He is a two-time MVP. Got into a little bit of a shoving match with the Phoenix Suns owner recently. I mentioned that's one of the juicy storylines. And then you, you see guys that maybe aren't household names, but they become that during the playoffs. guy like Dylan Brooks with the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, Maybe not a household name for the reasons he wanted as he kind of uh, made himself a public figure and a villain of sorts, and I think he embraced that role. But that's what makes the NBA great is you get these villains at times, you get the superstars, they all really factor in. We've seen a lot of upsets and surprises uh, this year as well. The Miami Heat, as I mentioned, they had to get into the playoffs as the number eight seed by winning a play-in game, and then they knocked off what I think was the, the pretty clear title favorite in the East, the Milwaukee Bucks, in the first round. So there's some surprise teams. You can also look at it like individuals who come out of nowhere. And that happened even last night in the Lakers' victory. Lonnie Walker, who some people might recognize that name because he is a Pennsylvania guy, played his high school ball in Reading and was one of the greatest players in Pennsylvania high school history. He came off the bench after really not seeing any time for about the past six weeks or so scored all 15 of his points in the fourth quarter to give the Lakers the victory. I think stories like that, whether it be in any sport at any level, those are always interesting, and certainly that's always a part of the NBA postseason, is you will get some surprise performances 
when the world is watching, because it's the time of year, as I said, yeah, baseball's going on, but it's still relatively early in the season. And in a town like Pittsburgh, some people may be a little bit uh, hesitant to really get into the Pirates, even with their early success. The NHL, again, I think it's a big-time story when the Penguins are in it. And I think even when they're in the playoffs and maybe get bounced, there's still some interest in following some of the other teams. Maybe the team that ultimately eliminated the Penguins, you want to follow them and see, do they make a deep run? Does that make you feel a little bit better about the Pens' exit from the postseason? But that's just not the case this year with them missing the playoffs. It's a kind of a strange time of year where the NFL, for once, is not really in focus. It's a little too early to really be heavily invested in Major League Baseball. So it leaves the NHL playoffs, which I know is often a big deal here in Pittsburgh. But this year, I think it really has opened the door for people to pay attention to the NBA playoffs. And if you are not watching, I cannot recommend enough. Give it a chance. You'll see some great players. you see some great teams. And I think you're going to see some great storylines. The NBA, it's a game that you never have to worry about uh, pace of play in basketball. I think that's the one sport that's kind of been immune to that. We've seen a lot of changes in baseball. I know they're going to make some in college football. NFL games sometimes can run pretty long. But NBA games and basketball in general, it is uh, always usually a great pace, with the exception of maybe some late game uh, scenarios that drag it out a bit. But usually if it's being dragged out, it's because it's a close game that's going to come down to the wire. So I don't even think you can complain too much about that. So if you are tuning in, certainly I think you've enjoyed the ride so far and there's going to be a lot more great action throughout these quarterfinals into the semifinals or the conference finals, if you want to look at that way, up into the NBA championship. And it should be, again, another great month or so run that the NBA playoffs should provide high-level entertainment. I cannot recommend it enough. We are going to take a break. When we come back, I want to talk about the WPIAL and maybe its lack of producing high-end football talent with only a couple players selected from the WPIAL in the most recent NFL draft. But first, I want to let you know that the Wake Up Show is presented by 84 Lumber. You can put positive attitude to work at 84 Lumber. Apply at 84 Lumber. Sean Myers here on the Fan Early Morning Show. We'll continue right here on 93.7 The Fan. Back here on the Fan Early Morning Show, it's Sean Myers as we now shift to the WPIAL and some high school football talk, not specifically talking about the high school teams and players now, but talking about guys who have moved on to the NFL. And it was a little surprising when I looked a couple weeks ago in preparation of the NFL Draft, one of my friends who knows that I cover high school athletics, that is my main job when I'm not here producing at the fan. I cover a lot of high school sports, including football, and I've seen for about 10 years now the WPIAL. And he said to me, who are some guys from the WPIAL that might be drafted this year? And obviously, I think everyone knew about Joey Porter Jr. He had been linked to the Steelers. He had been talked about being a first-round pick for basically the last three to six months he was always in the conversation when he talked about the NFL draft in this area and with good reason ultimately he turned out to be technically a second round pick but I think people know his background playing at North Allegheny before going to Penn State and so that immediately came to mind but then I had to think when my friend asked me is there any other players from the WPIAL who might be drafted and ultimately in addition to Porter there was just one other guy who played in Western Pennsylvania growing up, who was ultimately drafted. It was Colby Sorsdal, and he's far from a household name. I actually did recall 
when I really thought about it, I did see him play. He's a Mount Lebanon Blue Devil, making Adam Crowley proud. He was selected in the fifth round by the Detroit Lions. He played collegially at William and Mary, and so he was not a big time prospect coming out of high school. Obviously, good enough to get to the NFL. He's done a lot right, but a guy that, you know, if you went around and asked 100 people in Western Pennsylvania, even those who are pretty big football fans, I'm not sure more than 5% have heard of Colby Sorsdale. And so the question then I posed was, is there maybe a dry spell of high-end talent with the WPIAL producing just those two guys? And obviously, a lot of it's going to depend on if Porter has a good career, and I think he will. But you go back and think maybe 10, 15, 20 years ago, it seemed like, at least anecdotally, the WPIAL was producing a heck of a lot more high-end talent. And so I did a little bit of research going back to 1993, and that was a very bizarre year. 1993, there were no players drafted who played in the WPIAL. That's the last time that's happened. And so it's a streak of now 30 years that WPL has produced an NFL draftee. But some of the players who have been selected in the first round since then, it's kind of a who's who here in Western Pennsylvania. Guys like LeVar Arrington, of course, everyone knows about him by way of North Hills. And then all the Aliquippa guys, Ty Law, Darrell Rivas, Jonathan Baldwin, Aaron Donald, who is still at the very top of his game in the NFL. Even Malik Hooker, a guy who has at times had a pretty good NFL run, although derailed by injuries. But most of those guys were household names even in high school. Went on to have big-time collegiate careers and then obviously made it to the NFL. But even looking outside of the first-round picks, there were some pretty notable guys, even in recent years from the WPIAL. You think back to 2019, the earliest pick from the WPIAL in the NFL draft was Miles Sanders, went 53rd overall, formerly of Woodland Hills, played at Penn State and was the starting running back for the Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl last year. The team that he went against, the Kansas City Chiefs, selected Sky Moore last year. He was one of two players from the WPIAL taken in the second round. Jaquan Brisker from Gateway, who then went to Penn State, was selected by the Chicago Bears. Go back, uh, guys like Tyler Boyd in 2016 from Clareton, taken in the second round. Uh, obviously, we we talked about some of the big names like Aaron Donald and Jonathan Baldwin, Scott McKillop out of Kiski area, Justin King, who was a elite prospect coming out of high school. And so I talk about elite prospects coming out of high school. And the question I pose now is, is it maybe a, a downtime for WPIAL football? Will there be a return of the glory days when you could pretty safely say that if you went out on a Friday night and watched some of the best teams in Western Pennsylvania, you are probably going to see at least one future NFL player because, you know, at least based on this past year, just two guys getting taken and one kind of really under the radar in Soresdale, you have to wonder maybe uh, that well is drying up a little bit. And I know uh, certainly there's a terrific heritage here. The history of Western Pennsylvania talent in the NFL is almost unparalleled when you think of some of the big names, the Hall of Famers, the current guys who are all pros or pro bowlers, but hopefully that time will not be coming to an end anytime soon. I know that even now at the high school level, there's some big time guys like Quentin Martin at Bell Vernon, who's coming off of a state title. He's a borderline five-star guy. And I don't think it would be surprising if someone of his ilk makes it to the NFL. And then you think maybe even as early as next year, there could be a couple of guys from the WPIAL who make it. Phil Jerkovic, if he has a good year, 
as the quarterback with the University of Pittsburgh. Certainly could be a draft guy, Donovan McMillan, who also transferred into Pittsburgh by way of Florida. He played at Peters Township. Derek Davis, uh, I think he's got a lot to prove, but he was a high-end prospect. A uh, couple of Penn Hills guys playing at Penn State, Dante Cephas and Daquan Hardy. I don't think either of them are elite NFL draft prospects, but there should be hopefully more than two guys next year. But it is kind of a, a weird quirk that only two WPIL players were selected this year. Hopefully that is not a trend that will be uh, going forward. An aberration, if anything, the hope, because I know that uh, high school football here is still very, very special. And I think uh, it means even more when you see guys go from the WPIAL to high-level college football and then to the NFL. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll put a bow on this fan early morning show. Sean Myers talking to you right here on 93.7 The Fan. Back here on the fan early morning show, Sean Myers, just a couple minutes left, but wanted to uh, leave you with another topic to ponder as, of course, last night Mitch Keller had a terrific performance for the Buccos. Went the distance with a four-hit complete game shutout, picking up eight strikeouts. It certainly was much needed for the Buccos to snap their long losing streak that had extended all the way to seven games. But hearing that someone throws a complete game is such a foreign thing now in Major League Baseball. It happens so infrequently that you have to wonder, at least I have to wonder, if another 10, 15 years from now, that will be a completely uh, thing of the past. So... It happens maybe once every month or so for a team. And you might get a, a, a guy who's a little bit of an exception to the rule. Sandy Alcantara last year with the Miami Marlins. I know he, such a throwback pitcher that really wanted to go deep into games, did pick up a number of complete complete game performances en route to a Cy Young season. But it happens so rarely And it just seems like managers don't have much use for a pitcher going the distance unless the guy is absolutely cruising and being efficient in doing so. I think Keller threw just 100 pitches or they're about to get it last night. But I would not be surprised as the years continue to pass if maybe we get to a scenario where you just see it once, twice a year for an entire team that someone goes the distance. And so if that ultimately does become a thing of the past because pitching – is certainly now more about relievers forking two, three, four innings. Sometimes you have an entire game spun by a bullpen when teams go with the opener. What else is maybe a thing of the past? Because you think about how baseball has changed so drastically and immediately makes me think about the NHL when goalies used to play 75, 80 games, and and that's just never going to happen again at this point. Uh, You rarely see a goalie even get beyond 60 games at this point. Usually it's something like uh, 50, 55, even for some of the very best goalies in the game. And so I, I guess every year you see sports evolve and strategies change. And for people who are longtime sports fans, I know there's things that you can think back decades and say, oh, I liked it better when it was this way, or it's hard to imagine now what the game is, that it used to be played like this. I think uh, certainly complete games and pitchers going the distance. That will be one of the things that eventually goes by the wayside. And it just had me thinking of what else was maybe a lot different back in the day that will never come back again. And again, goalies in the NHL playing a a large number of games. Obviously there's advanced science now that, that indicates that's not good for a player long-term. We've seen it in the NBA. And I spent the, the first segment of this early morning show talking about the NBA playoffs 
one thing that teams have found out is you have to save some guys for the playoffs. You have to give them quite a bit of time off during the regular season, and it's become called load management, where you see superstars, they maybe play 65 of the 82 regular season games with the notion that if they played 77, 80, 82 games, they would not be anywhere close to 100% once the postseason rolled around. And obviously, it's much more important to have a player at his best in the postseason. Obviously, the challenge is getting to the postseason. We see it in baseball, too. I mean, catchers rarely play more than maybe, what, 100, 110 games because it takes such a, a toll on their body. But you think back to... 50 years ago, that was not a concern. Pitchers would go and throw nine innings almost every single game. It felt like catchers were playing just about every single single day of the season unless they were legitimately injured. So how will sports continue to evolve? It's always fascinating to see the games change right in front of our very eyes. That'll do it for the Fan Early Morning Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll get you set for Crowley and Doran upcoming with the Fan Morning Show. Sean Meyer signing off. Thank you so much for listening right here on 93.7 The Fan.